teachers, administrators, and other school staff play an important role. Education can be a shining light, and it's really the equalizer for everybody. You are making a difference in people's lives, including your students. You can have a really bad day at school and still realize that what you're doing is making a bigger difference. We are the best profession in the world next to doctors, but even a doctor had a teacher. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your Chicken Soup for the Soul. And today I'm going to share a piece of advice that seems to shock a lot of people. That you're allowed to choose your friends and if they're no longer working for you, unchoose them. Our new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Making Me Time, covers the many ways that people reclaim a bit of their calendar for themselves, creating more balance in their lives. And one of the ways to reclaim that time and make more space for me time is by making sure that you're only spending time with people who add value to your life. That can mean assessing the time you spend with friends and even relatives, because you need to zealously look out for your own emotional health and not let people sap away whatever energy you have. You want to save that energy for yourself and the people who are most important to you. So in our first story, Maggie John tells us what happened to her one Thanksgiving. The table is beautifully set, her kids are home for the long weekend, and the food is ready. Maggie is also hosting her son's girlfriend and her family, in addition to Maggie's mother-in-law. It's their first time having their son's girlfriend for a holiday, and Maggie's excited. She can see their families merging in the future. There's someone who's not invited, though. Maggie explains, My mom, however, is not invited to this Thanksgiving gathering. There have been too many holidays ruined by her drinking. Maggie feels a little guilty about it, so she calls her mom to check in that morning. She knows she has to call her before noon, because that's usually when her mom starts drinking. She knows it's risky to call her mom. These calls often end with Maggie crying, so her hands shake as she punches in the digits. When her mom answers, Maggie wishes her a happy Thanksgiving and asks what her plans are for the day. Her mom says she's cooking turkey and all the trimmings and will be sharing the day with her husband. She asks if the kids are home for the weekend and Maggie says yes, but her mom doesn't ask for an update on them. Instead, she says, well, I'll let you go now. Maggie is sad for her and blurts out, I love you, mom. Okay, her mom responds, bye and she hangs up. Well, Maggie feels awful now. She wishes her mother would say that she loves her too, but she doesn't cry this time. She hears her husband and kids laughing in the kitchen. When she calls them, they always end with, I love you. She thinks about the new family members that might be coming. She realizes how lucky she is anyway, and she says, the futility of my struggle with my mom hits me like a fierce autumn wind. I shake my head. It is finally as clear to me as the blue sky above. I will never get what I want from my mother, but I am finally okay with that. Just like those trees outside, I too must shed what I no longer need and prepare for the new season to come. I head back to the smell of roasting turkey, laughter, and hugs. 
I have so much to be thankful for on this day. So Maggie's issue with her mom is way more unusual than having an issue with a friend. That's something that happens to most of us at some point. It's usually when you find yourself saying, I have to see this friend of mine. Well, if you have to see a friend instead of saying, I get to see my friend, then you might need to do a little pruning or weeding in the garden of your life. Connie Pombo came to that realization one day when her longtime friend, Linda, who'd come all the way from California to Pennsylvania to help her, suddenly stopped helping, stopped being her supporter. Connie was going through radiation for breast cancer, and with two boys at home, she appreciated her friend's visit. But then, when Connie was at her radiation appointment with her friend, something went wrong. Connie had radiation five days a week, and she'd normally go during her workday, during lunch. But on Fridays, she only had a half day at work. So she was going to have her radiation, and then she and her friend were going out to lunch. But when they got to radiation, Connie was informed that a part had failed, and it would take a week to fix it. That would put her way behind on her treatments. The part was described as a kind of light bulb. And Connie was quizzing the receptionist as to why they didn't keep an extra one on hand, which seems reasonable to me, what with all the people who would miss out on a week of treatment. Well, instead of supporting her, Connie's friend told her that she was unreasonable. And then Connie overheard her friend telling the receptionist that Connie was emotionally unstable. She says, Linda and I had been best friends since fourth grade, and we had weathered a lot of storms together, but cancer was putting our friendship to the test. Something about facing your own mortality makes you question a lot of things, including the friends you have in your life. For the most part, Linda was a stormy kind of person. She had a way of putting me in my place and treating me as if I were a child. Now, Connie agrees that she was pretty snippy with the receptionist. She knew she could have controlled her emotions a bit more. But on the other hand, she did have a legitimate beef about her treatment being delayed by another week. She told Linda how she felt, and then that was basically it. Linda was leaving the next day, and they didn't speak again. And Connie drove her to the airport silently the next day. Connie apologized, but Linda continued with the silent treatment, and they have never spoken again. Connie says, it's been almost 24 years since that spring day in 1996, and I've learned a lot about myself through cancer. It changes you. You figure out what's important in your life and what's not. You set boundaries, and you protect your heart from unhealthy relationships. When Connie had her second round of breast cancer, she was ready because now she knew. And I quote her, Always stay close to people who make you feel like sunshine and you'll weather any storm that life brings your way. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening to these stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul, Making Me Time. Keeping the right people in your life is only one of the many ways that our storytellers found to find their own path to self-care and work-life balance. You can go to our website, chickensoup.com and click on the podcast button to read more about this book and the useful advice it contains. And you'll find it wherever books are sold, including Walmart, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and Amazon. If you want to read stories from this book and our other new collections, just sign up for our daily newsletter and you'll get a free story every day. Go to chickensoup.com 
and click on the newsletter sign up option. And come back for our next episode. We're going to talk about another way that people find their me time and add value to their lives. And that is through volunteering, which often allows them to pursue a long delayed passion or avocation. A lot is being asked of people working in schools. Teachers have more and more things to do. The shortage of teachers right now, um, you know, having to fill a lot of holes and, and wear a lot of hats, it's, it's very difficult. There are steps you can take to manage stressful times, whether in the classroom or outside of work. For me personally, I can disconnect by just being outside. Laughing <laughs> works a lot. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now.